Uh, it's called Generational Dominion. That's the title that he gave me. But he was very, very uh, stern with me as he uh, began to, as I began to study. And he was uh, very firm in saying that don't preach a watered-down version of my covenant. If you water it down, I'll find somebody else to preach it. (laughs) That's that's strong, isn't it? That's strong. So don't preach a watered-down version of my covenant. So God is... um, very serious about it. His people experiencing him in a covenant in a covenant way. Uh, many years ago, God called me when He called me to the ministry. Uh, he spoke some different things to me, and the focus of the things that God places in my heart is covenant. Talking about the covenant. And so a lot of my teaching, a lot of the things that I teach on are lined up with that type of, uh, that type of flow. So that's what he was telling me. Don't, because sometimes I want to teach other things. You know what I mean? That's, that's just you're the human part. You want to teach other things. But God says, you teach what I tell you to teach because this is what I've called you to do. And so, um, that's what uh, that's what I'm commissioned to do, and that's what I'm called to do. And so I'm not going to water it down in terms of um, what belongs to the body of Christ, the things that belong to the body of Christ, where covenant relationship is concerned. And uh, I'm never going to get uh, tired of doing it either, because God is that's the only way He'll anoint me. He won't anoint me to say anything else. So uh, let's begin with prayer tonight. Father, we do approach your divine throne tonight by way of the blood of your son. He has gone before us and and made a way. And so, Lord, we do tonight ask for the ministry of the Holy Spirit to guide and lead us during this Bible study begin to open our spiritual eyes tonight and our spiritual ears tonight that we might hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And Father, as always, we give you all the glory, all the praise, all of the honor for every manifestation of your Spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to begin in the book of Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Paul writes, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Let us know that uh, this covenant is, has been now made open to every person who believes in Jesus Christ. Not just to the Jew, which was under the old covenant, but also to anyone who has put faith in Jesus Christ 
and who has been born again. For verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And we're talking about the gospel of Christ. When you're talking about the gospel of Christ, you're talking about, the Bible says, the power of God uh, to bring to pass all those things that God wants his people to experience. It's going to be done by the power of the Holy Spirit through faith in the word of God, from faith to faith. So everything that we do in terms of uh, covenant living is by faith, faith in the word, faith in what God says in his covenant. And it's important that we always remember that God intends for us to believe him. Whatever he says concerning what he has done for us through the covenant, through his covenant, God expects us to grasp the realities of it by faith and to tap into those things. Amen. So I want to begin uh, tonight in the book of Deuteronomy. Again, today's lesson, generational dominion. Uh, God wants his people to operate and live in the earth in dominion authority by way of covenant relationship. Uh, he's very serious about it, and he expects the church to begin to grasp the realities of it by way of faith in the word of God and what God says. It says here in Deuteronomy 7, and he's talking to the seed of Abraham, and by the way, you are the seed of Abraham also. Uh, he says, concerning them, for you are, or thou art a holy people unto the Lord your God. So God is pronouncing holiness upon Israel, or the seed of Abraham. How, why are they holy? Because God says they're holy. And whatever God says concerning the thing, that's the truth. The master said, you'll know the truth. And the truth that you know, it will make you free. He goes on to say, uh, for thou art a holy people unto the Lord your God. The Lord had, had chosen thee to be what? A special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. So Israel was meant to be a supernatural people. There was nothing uh, about them once they got hooked up with God in covenant that was supposed to be ordinary. They were to be heirs of the planet. That's how God gave it to me. They were to be heirs of the planet, a special people. The Bible says, God says he wanted them above all the people upon the face of the earth. Let's look at verse 9 of that same chapter. 
Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God. <laughs> A faithful God. So when God spoke that pronouncement over Israel that they would be a holy people, a special people under him, he is a faithful God that will do everything in his power to bring his word to pass in terms of covenant blessing and covenant reality to the people of God. I wish I could get an amen with that. Which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him. How many of y'all love him tonight? That means we qualify. That means we qualify for everything that we're talking about tonight. That keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So this covenant is meant to be passed on from generation to generation in terms of the seed of Abraham. A people who understand their covenant and pass the knowledge of God's mercy Unto the next generation. See, it's important that when God reveals to us the power and authority of the covenant or his covenant and what he has done for the church or for his covenant people, it's important that that information or that knowledge does not die with us. But it is to be passed on from generation to generation. That's the will of God. That each and every one of us, as we experience covenant victory in our lives, that we begin to tell those who are following behind us of all the great things that God has done for us through Knowledge of the covenant. Amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter 18. I want you to see something. This I think is important in terms of what we're talking about. Generational dominion. And let's look at verse 18. Abraham being the patriarch or the one that uh, the covenant was first cut with. This is God talking about him. He says, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. Talking about him and his seed. Talking about a perpetual blessing passed on from generation to generation. Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. 
And all nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. So the, the blessing, the covenant, was, to, was in the mind of God to be spread to every nationality. God was foreseeing that the Gentiles would also have access to covenant relationship with God through the Abrahamic covenant, through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's, that means that's about you and I, who are not natural-born Jews. And this is, what is important here in verse 19. God says, for I know him. He said, I know Abraham. That he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. So in other words, God was saying, I know Abraham, I can trust him. I can trust him with covenant knowledge that he's going to pass that knowledge to the next generation. And my blessing or my covenant will be perpetual. It won't die with him because he's going to tell Isaac about it. And Isaac is going to tell Jacob about it, and so on and so forth. That's the will of God. That was the will of God. And God wanted every generation to experience generational dominion in the earth through this covenant. All of the seed of Abraham is meant to operate or experience that in their lives. That's why he said, don't preach a watered-down version of this. He said, tell them what I expect. Tell them the hope of my calling, or what I expect of them in their generation. Because we are not living under a covenant established on the blood of bulls and goats. But we're living under a covenant established upon the blood of God himself, Jesus Christ. So, God is serious about this dominion or this covenant being passed from generation to generation. And he says, I, 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 I entrusted Abraham because I could trust him. It is very important that this thing be passed on and it not be watered down as it's passed on. But it will become more intensified from generation to generation as God begins to open up himself and the knowledge of God to his covenant people. See, there's some things about God that Abraham don't know that we know. Abraham doesn't have a Bible that he could read, amen? He, he, he didn't have access to King David's Psalms and all of those good things like we have. Now, I want to go over here and, and transition to Romans, which is in the New Covenant. And let's look at something here. Romans chapter 4. Generational dominion is what we're talking about tonight. Verse 13. 
For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise, well, no, I'm ready verse 14. Let's, 13 is what I wanted. For the promise that he should be heir of the world, see, that was Abraham's calling, the heir of the world. That's your calling also. Was not to Abraham or through his seed through the law. It was not to be experienced through the keeping of the law. That's what the Bible is saying. But through the law, not through the seed, through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So none of us could experience that covenant dominion or that generational dominion if it was meant that we had to keep the law perfectly. That's what the Bible is saying. But the only way that we could experience that in terms of relationship with God is through faith in the covenant and understanding of the covenant and a willingness to act on it. So I'm going to read that again. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So Abraham had to accurately convey to his son, Isaac, God's willingness to use his power to deliver Abraham's seed, which is Christ, everything that Adam lost in the fall. I'm going to read that again. I want you to get that. In order for the covenant to be effective through the generations, Abraham had to accurately, somebody say accurately, had to accurately convey to his son Isaac God's willingness to use his power to deliver to Abraham's seed everything that Adam lost in the fall. So in other words, everything that Adam lost in the fall was to be delivered through covenant relationship to God's covenant people or the seed of Abraham. And they were to walk in the dominion authority that Adam lost in the garden through the blood sacrifice of bulls and goats. That they were to experience God on that level. Again. We're in the New Testament, and it's talking about the inheritance in the New Testament, and it's talking about us through Jesus Christ, and we're going to go through some scripture tonight with that in mind, but us through Jesus Christ, that we are the New Testament seeds of Abraham, because we are children of the seed who is Christ. Understand that? So we qualify. We qualify for everything that the covenant promises as long as we understand and have knowledge of the covenant and are willing to act on the covenant. Amen. Now, it's dangerous not to pass this information down. 
There are things that will happen that should not happen if we don't pass this vital information down in terms of covenant knowledge. And I'm going to give you an example of that, what I believe the Lord showed me in the book of Exodus, chapter 1. Let's go there. So we have to pass this knowledge down because it's dangerous if we don't. And it limits God in our lives. Verse 5 of of chapter 1. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. But Joseph was in Egypt already. Now, Jacob is Abraham's seed. Just for maybe somebody who didn't know that. And he knew the covenant. Okay? Joseph was also Abraham's seed and he knew the covenant. Genesis 41, chapter 41. So both of them had knowledge of the covenant because that information had been passed down to them. And guess what? They prospered and succeeded. They operated in the blessing of Abraham like they should have. Genesis 41 and 38. And this is when uh, Joseph was brought before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this? A man in whom the Spirit of God is. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God had showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. (laughs) And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Glory to God. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand, and he put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, and put a gold chain on his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried before him, Bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. That sounds like dominion right there, don't it? 
And jo- and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. So Joseph has, through knowledge of God's covenant, made an impact upon the Egyptian culture. Through the knowledge of this covenant. Through that which has been passed down to him from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he has understood thoroughly the will of God for him. Has the seed of Abraham. Covenant, a generational dominion and authority, he is experiencing it. Here we see it in the Word. Amen? Now let's go back to Exodus chapter 1. Verse 6. The Bible says, And Joseph died, And all his brethren, and all that generation. So the Bible says, Joseph died, his brothers died, and that generation died. Now before that generation died, they had a responsibility to pass the Abrahamic covenant truth to the next generation. That was their responsibility. The information that they had experienced or they knew, it was their responsibility to pass it down. We found that out again in Abraham's life in Genesis 18. That God says, I can trust him because he will pass that information down to the next generation Because the blessing is not to end with Abraham. Let's look at verse 7. And the children of Israel, that seed of Abraham, were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. And the Bible says the land was filled with them. So they increased abundantly and multiplied and the land was filled with them. I want to ask you some questions. But do they know the covenant? They multiplied and they've uh, exceedingly multiplied as the stars. Do they know the covenant? Do they know That they are the heirs of the world? Has the covenant truth been accurately passed to that next generation? Are they walking by faith in the covenant? Or have they adopted the Egyptian culture? That's the question. Have they... 
made a, a serious impact upon that culture? Or have they adopted the Egyptian ways? Just because there are a lot, of, a lot of them does not mean that they've made an impact. Spiritually. Now the Bible says... Well, there's a couple of more courses I need to ask. Do they remind Egypt of the God of Joseph? Because it was their responsibility to do that. Remember, God just did not want to bless Israel. He wants to bless the whole world. He wants the whole world to experience covenant relationship with him. That was, that was Israel's ministry. Okay? And it was important to God. Because what did he tell Abraham? In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Right? Genesis 12 and 3. Can we put Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 on the screen? I don't want to see this. It's a very familiar scripture, but we need to see it with our eyes. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. So I know what it says. It says there, there we go. There we go. My people, my covenant people, people who are in covenant relationship with me, this is God talking, are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Okay? Let's hold on to that because that is a truth. And a principle that God's people, though in covenant relationship with them, with him, those who should be the head and not the tail, those who are above and never beneath, those who have God has decreed and spoke over them, they are special people under me. But yet they can be destroyed. Live Beneath their covenant privileges because of a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge. That's why God said it was vital that this information, this covenant knowledge be passed to the next generation. And don't water it down because if, the, if, the, if it's watered down, the next generation will not experience the blessing to the degree that God wants them to experience it. I'm preaching good tonight. Exodus, verse 8. Now there arose, because I've often asked my, this question, why did Israel, in covenant relationship with God, go into slavery? <laughs> now there arose up a new king over Egypt, 
which knew not Joseph. My question is, why didn't he know about Joseph? Nobody told him. The knowledge of Abraham's Jehovah Jireh was not passed down to Pharaoh. Think about it. <laughs> it, was, it was not God's responsibility to pass that knowledge. It was Israel's responsibility to make an impact in that culture. I'm preaching good tonight. And that, I believe, led them into bondage. 430 years of bondage. Because God, God had already said they're special people. Now, God had prophesied and, and he already knew that this was going to go down. Because he knew Israel. He even talked about them. <laughs> he said they can be very stiff-necked when they want to be. They can be very up and down when, when they want to be. So he knew, because he has foreknowledge, about his covenant people, that they were flaky. And they were subject to idolatry. But yet that was never the will of God. So this vital information of covenant had not been accurately delivered to Egypt or the, to the Egyptians. I mean, after years and years and years of living in Egypt, they should have by now made an impact upon that culture which would cause the Egyptians to become thirsty. Israel's calling has always, and the church's calling is the same, is to be salty and make folk thirsty for our God. So their inability to communicate properly the covenant that had been given to them, I believe hindered their progress and caused a Pharaoh who didn't have any knowledge of Joseph to look at them differently than he should have. He looked at them as a threat instead of a blessing. Because they, he did not understand or have knowledge of what Joseph had done for the nation of Egypt. Glory to God. And God has constantly had to remind Israel of their calling and destiny. He constantly had to do that. So they went into bondage for 430 years. Then finally, somebody began to cry out 
in pain, I guess, of covenant. God, you're in covenant relationship with Deliver us. Help us. They begin to speak covenant language to God, and God responds when people begin to cry out to Him even in faith. Let's go to Joshua. I ain't got that minute, much time left, but I'm going to go to Joshua. So God has to remind Israel, after many years, hundreds of years in bondage, concerning generational dominion. He says here in Joshua chapter 1, Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. And he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all the people, unto the land which I do give to them, even the children of Israel. So God is talking about possession. He's talking about them going into a land and taking that land. By the way, I believe also Israel had got comfortable in Egypt. (laughs) Egypt was not the promised land, was it? Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon... That have I given you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, and all, somebody say all the land of the Hittites. Unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Then he tells him something very interesting here. He says, there shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Sound like dominion to me, man. Sound like generational dominion. Sound like God is reminding them of those things that have been freely given to them through covenant relationship. Then he says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, Pastor Mike was teaching on uh, meditation at the men's meeting uh, uh, Saturday. Awesome teaching. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Keep your eyes on the covenant. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, somebody say then, thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have a good success. So. God reminds Israel 
of their calling after 430 years in bondage, that they were supposed to be a special people, that they were supposed to be a people of dominion, that they were supposed to be a people that experienced God on a level that no other people in the earth would. But that knowledge had been lost. And the result of it was bondage. And it it shows us right here, as soon as they come out of that, of course they go through years in the wilderness because, again, they're stiff-necked. But now God is ready and willing to open up to them all the blessings and all the power of the covenant. And he's about to tell them, he's telling them in so many words, is that all the land of the Hittites, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, you have dominion authority in that place. I'm restoring to you in a measure the dominion that Adam lost in the garden. And that's what he's telling us tonight. Because the scripture says, Jesus said some awesome things before he left. He said, and, and we hear these things and we'd be like, man, how can that be? He said, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works shall you do because I go unto the Father. What do we do with that? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what, what do we do? We hear that and then most of us in our whole Christian life never act on that. Or most churches, not this church, but most churches never even talk about things like that. They never even uh, talk about the power and authority given to the church through Christ. And the dominion, the things that we have access to in terms of power and authority. That we can speak to a mountain. And that mountain has to obey. That we can speak to the winds and... And the waves. Hallelujah. Somebody said that's impossible. Jesus says it's possible. I've seen it to a degree. Me and Pastor Mike, Pastor Goodluck, we were walking in Calvert. We had an uh, a outreach in Calvert. And uh, it was looking like it was going to rain over the whole place. It was just cloudy. Dark clouds everywhere. And I don't know, it was one of us, they would pass a good luck one of but spoke out of their mouth. We are gonna have this outreach and it's not gonna affect us. And I'm here to tell you the park where we was at, <laughs> it rained everywhere but at that park. And am I right, Pastor Mike? We saw we, we saw we was like Man, it's raining everywhere all around us except where we are, where we're doing the Lord's work. Because somebody understood the power in covenant and the authority that we have to even speak to the winds and the waves and the weather. Somebody said, well, that's, that's just too far out. No, God said, I'm giving it back to you, but you just don't know it. I'm giving that authority back to you, but most of the church, that's like 
fantasy land. Jesus was serious. He said, the things that I do, you're going to do also. And I'm not through with this message, but I'm out of time. So I'm going to pick up next week here with this. Because I'm telling you, there's some things that, that, that God wants us to experience in terms of generational dominion that we are called to do or called to act upon. We're called, you're called to speak to your body and tell it to be healed and expect it to obey you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's authority. You're called to speak to that heart that's giving you heart problems and tell it, heart, you beat with the rhythm of life in Jesus' name. And guess what? It's listening. Uh, stand to your feet. This is Christianity. Amen. This is Christianity. It's, like I say, God told me don't water it down. Tell them like it is. Because some of the things that they're praying about, he said, why are you crying out to me? Use what you got. Use the authority that, you, that you've been given. Father God, we, we come to you tonight. We thank you tonight for all that you have accomplished through Jesus Christ. That which you have freely given to us by the blood of your son. And my prayer tonight that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding that we would know what's the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe. According to the working of your mighty power, which, Father, you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named. Father, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And Father, you placed all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. May we grasp the realities of his victory, the power of his resurrection, and the authority of his name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen.